Match day 34 in the books. City scored an impressive win at the weekend against Fulham. Continue to roll midweek against West Ham. Liverpool and Tottenham play an absolute thriller. Stunning game. New levels of Tottenham Hotspur football being played. United had two 1-0 games. One in their favor. One went against them as well. Chelsea and Arsenal duking it out. Midweek action. All that and more on this episode of the Premiership Brazil Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Vanni! It's 11! It's heaven for Jamie Vanni! You, 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 you are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! <laughs> Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Drama from day one! This is the league we want to watch! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and so is, is Big Sam. Is Big Sam, Large Samuel, as some call him, the he man, was, the myth, the legend. He's pretty much the father, son, and Holy Ghost all in one. He uh, for our podcast. Yeah, he he some, is the Jesus of our religion. He's the savior. some some say Jesus take the wheel. We say Big Sam. At the wheel, am I right? Big Sam, four games <laughs> left. It's like you're driving off a cliff and you say, so, "Aren't please save Aren't me. two of their game ones against Man City, and I'm pretty sure they play like yeah. Liverpoolers. <laughs> they, play play some, they play some Newcastle. Yeah, it's like oh, nice. <laughs> two yeah. two games that I could be managing, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very nice. Exactly. All right. Let's well, get let's get a right into let's get it. To it. 13 games for our viewing pleasure and some real treats in between. The first of which, Crystal Palace versus West Ham. A game that I think both of us didn't see seven goals being scored. No, ahead of there's time. no way. Um, but you know what? It happened. Getting right into the action. West Ham grab an early goal nine minutes in. Dami Sushek. Grabs the opening goal from a corner. Uh, headed down by Olise. Straight to Suchek. A little rough defending there from uh, Crystal Palace. Um, but they didn't take long to respond. Eze in the 15th minute plays a great ball through to Jordan Ayu. Oh my god, what is this guy? A man yeah. reborn under Roy Hodgson. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's He's got full confidence. He is unlocked. He is goaded with the sauce. And five minutes later, Crystal Palace grab a second goal. Elise rolls a ball across to Ayu. Weirdly deflects it on. 
uh, to Zaha at the back post, taps it in for the 2-1 lead. West Ham defense in shambles, it must be said, all over the place. And it goes from bad to worse. In the 30th minute, horrific giveaway from Tommy Suchek. The man taketh and the man giveth away. Yeah, the ultimate good-bad game, if there ever was one. Absolutely. The two sides. Uh, bad giveaway from Suchek. Leads to Jeffrey Schlupp just walking on down the middle. Getting in on goal and scores right through the five hole on Fabianski. It's looking pretty rough at this moment. But five minutes later, West Ham grab one back in the 35th minute. Through Mikel Antonio at the back post after Suchek's near post. Flick on from the corner. Another set piece goal for West back Ham. Back to back games for Mikel Antonio. Who would have thought? Or maybe not back to back. Two and three. Scored in the Bournemouth game. Yes. Yeah, back to back. The pendulum of Thomas Suchek swings again as he gets the assist on that one. Goes in halftime. Three to two. Crazy first half of football. Second half, not as intense. Um, a couple chances for Crystal Palace. Um, Elise has a chance tipped over. And then a penalty shout. After Eze makes a run into the box. Pulled down by Aguard. Just slightly. Not uh, VAR does not overturn the penalty awarded. Which was a bit surprising, I would say. Eze steps up, scores the penalty, makes it 4-2. And then West Ham, for some reason, they kept fighting in this one. Another corner you know. goal. Palace set-piece defending. Brutal in this one. Aguirre scoring this one to make it 4-3. West Ham should not have scored three goals. I would say one at most. They were not in this game really at all. Um, but here they find themselves. 4-3. Crystal Palace, big win. Picking up three points. Pretty much guaranteed safety at this point. Roy Hodgson's men keep marching on. It's very odd, you know, that they're able to get the attack rolling. You would have thought that, you know, went stale under Vieira. But Hodgson, even just creating a little more balance, not necessarily relying on 4-3-3 like Vieira, has kind of just opened things up a bit for him. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of odd. But, hey, it's working. I think they... I don't know if this is something to really build off of, though, because it's not like Hodgson's their guy for the future. Is it just back to square one in the summer and you're going to have to get a new manager and it's a matter of kind of adapting to his style of play? I mean, they have they have a few guys that can really adapt. They're good to the Premier League uh, in terms of style of play, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's a few holes to where... The squad's still malleable enough to where you could really kind of shape it the way you want to as a manager. Yeah, I think that that kind of is where they are right now. Just see out the rest of the season, try and build some momentum going into next season and see who is available to come in as a full-time manager. Uh, but anyways, moving on to the next game, Brentford versus Nottingham Forest. Uh, 
Unsurprisingly, Brentford open up the match, controlling possession. Uh, but they didn't really do much to create much in terms of chances. Um, first chance for Forrest comes all the way in the 41st minute. Johnson plays a ball to Iwonyi in the box, but he puts Money. it way over the on-rushing Raya. This guy, he gets into good Fingers. places, <laughs> but his finishing is like... My boy Iwonyi, he just needs some time. It's absolutely brutal watching this guy. He'll get into a great spot and then he'll scuff like a slow roller that goes like 20 feet wide. It's like, Jesus He's Christ, that's terrible. Le Pace, Le Athlete Merchant. Yeah, I guess so. Um, long chance, or a chance from the long throw-in for Brentford. You got two teams that kind of like the long throw-in. Yeah, been rocking it with Niakate, who throws the ball farther than anyone I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so Brentford had a chance on this one. Navas gets down to make the stop on the attempt from Pinnock. And just before halftime, Forrest take the shock lead, despite having barely any possession. And of course, how does it come? It comes from a long throw-in. Brentford failing to clear, and Gibbs-White deflected shot Falls to Danilo, the man in form. Yeah, what is this? Made no Who's doubt about guy? the finish. 1-0. Goes into halftime. Forrest, they got to be thinking, oh, man, look at us winning on the road. Who would have mm -hmm. thought? Who would have thought? The second half, there was, there was like nothing that happened until about 80 minutes into the game. Brentford grabbing the equalizer uh, from Tony's free kick. Navas tipping it onto the post and in. It's a tough one. A good free kick there from Ivan Tony. Frank Onyeka had a chance. You yeah, was up with that, that guy was on the team. Popping. Yeah, well, he gets a sauce on Chelsea. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it was no Baptiste sauce. That's even sure worse somehow. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, chance for Hickey. Shot gets deflected, goes wide. And then 90 plus four. Josh De Silva cuts in from the right. Somehow sneaks his shot in at the near post for the game winner to take home all three points. Good win there at the death for Brentford. Another late victory. Forrest disappointing. But, you know, at this point, the time is running <laughs> out. Yeah, it's it's already I think struck midnight on them, but you know, there's always there's always next week, right? Until you run out of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I, Until I, you're I, mathematically I, eliminated. Yeah. Did you see? Speaking of that, did you see what Sellis said this week for Southampton? Uh, that they're he, terrible. <laughs> he said we have a great chance of staying up if we went out. And that's what we try to do every game or something like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Respect. <laughs> you try to win every game. I didn't know that. The eternal optimist. If, if we win every game and the other teams lose every game, I feel they great about the our chances. Lose every game. They just need to win every game and they're up, bro. It's in their hands. It's in Southampton's <laughs> hands, dude. 
They're saving the the hot run for the very end. Oh my gosh, the ultimate great escape. It happens every year. Come on. Come on, lads. All right. Gave what do you me... say about Josh De Silva? Josh De Silva, the man, he pops up at sometimes the most random of times. Yeah. And looks That's like his... an absolute world beater. And then he'll do nothing for like 85 minutes. Yeah, well, Brentford extended Wisa this week, so they have that going for him. I gotta let you get Saturday's p- packed full of goals. Lots of goals in this one. 13, 13 goals, and then what? 16 goals in three games. Lots of Insanity. goals. And this one was the piece de resistance for the goal scoring. Brighton. Close your eyes, Wolves fans. Versus Wolves. This one, I wasn't quite expecting um, six goals in this one. I, we were calling Brighton, I think, 2-0, 3-0 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but not 6-0. No. no. No way. Let's get right into the action. Six minutes in. Brighton wastes no time scoring. Solly March plays a low ball to the feet of Danny Welbeck. Back heel flicks it on to Dennis Undav, the yeah. German Neil Moppy. You, you don't want Undav and Danny Welbeck saucing on you. I mean, it's it's one thing to get sauced on by Danny Welbeck. When Dennis <laughs> Undav is dropping him on your head six minutes in, duck and cover, lads. Have a long day, brother. Duck and cover. And it gets just worse and worse as it goes on. 13 minutes in Brighton break. And Inciso finds Pascal Gross, who curls one in with a nice first-time effort. Delightful. Absolutely delightful. This was a brilliant Pascal Gross game. Pascal Gross always has the sauce. What can you say? He sure does. Nearly a mistake out of the back. Jose saw passing it straight to Danny Welbeck, puts the chance high, unable to capitalize on the mistake. Wolves got their first chance, 24 minutes in, through Mateus Nunes. But the shot was pushed wide by Jason Steele. Jason Steele might be goalkeeper of the week this week with his performance. Less in this game, but the main game we'll get to. Yeah. Back to back clean sheets, baby. This this game they all count the same, am I right? <laughs> this this game was a uh, a little easier. <laughs> Two minutes later, Pascal Gross scores his second of the game, sets up his first uh, his first touch for the volley, and then smashes it home with a slicing finish that finds that the back of the net. So dirty. Pascal Gross. Get him on the German national team. Come on, Germany. You need him. And then they had a fourth before halftime as Stupinan standing a ball up to the back post. And Danny Welbeck scores easily. Jose saw potentially could have done better on the save. Goes into halftime 4-0. A couple more goals on the other side of the half. 48 minutes in. Weak clearance from Nathan Collins. Falls to Danny Welbeck. Rips a shot from outside the box. Of course it goes in. It's like a heat-seeking missile. To make it five. Adds, his, adds to his brace. And then 66 minutes in. 
the sixth goal of the game. Six 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 lads. Another wow. mistake out of the back. This time Jose Saw sets up Mateus for failure. Gets the ball taken off of him. Dennis Undav scores with a delightful chip. And that caps out the massive six nil performance for Brighton. Firing on absolutely all cylinders this game. Despite another atypical lineup, I would say. But they made it work. Uh, They're ever a typical Brighton lineup. They just throw randomness out there and it works. That is true. Uh, I was I was just going to say that Wolves' defense was absolutely all over the place. We complimented Craig Dawson last week. Yeah. So he was having a great, great go. And then they're like, guess what? On your head. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Diego Costa was a man on an island, I'll tell you that. He was doing nothing. He should have been, that island should have been on the pitch, probably. I had to guess. Yeah, just a very rough game overall for Wolves. The passing, very poor defense, very poor Brighton. Excellent performance. All right, moving on to Sunday's games. Moving on, Sunday's games. The first one, City. Uh, my... First one I got is Bournemouth versus Leeds. Oh, my goodness. That was a terrible game. Yeah, Bournemouth. Big ups, Bournemouth. Jeff Larm. Uh, four minutes in, early action. Leeds awarded a penalty for a handball on Vina. But it was overturned as he was outside the box. Leeds started this one out pretty well. And then after they gave up the first goal, things just really went downhill. Uh, 21 minutes in. Phil Billing blocks shot. Comes out to Jeff Lerma. Hits a perfect first-time curling shot. Finds it back the net. And then... Yeah, that was a nice little run-up. Smashing it. Jeff Lerma with the three-minute brace... Adds a second. Elon Melier, he's he's fighting Bazunu for the crown of worst goalkeeper mm-hmm. in the league. He has been it's horrific, tough, man. man. It's been brutal. Put in Joel Robles, free Joel Robles. Come on, lads. <laughs> uh, just some shocking, shocking uh, goalkeeping out of Melier, which is surprising. He's been pretty solid overall, but. Decent enough, yeah. He cannot I think handle. he's growing, but that was that was bad. He cannot bad handle game. the crosses. He could not handle the vitality. That's what he couldn't handle. That's true. It was rocking. 32 minutes in, Willie Nontel drops a perfect cross on Pat, per- Pat Bamford's head. Bamford's. The cross so good, even Bamford couldn't miss that sitter. Yeah, um, that's why that's why Willie is going to Chelsea in the summer. Yes. Goes in halftime. 2-1 second half. Bournemouth extend their lead again. The return of the Dom. Long ball up to Dango. Puts a low ball across the box. Leeds failed to deal with. Solanke picks it up after a trailing run. Nestles it into the back of the net. On the run. Just a nice 
collect and finish there from Big Dom Solanke. Uh, Neto making a nice double save from the corner. Sakok and Willie Nonto have good chances saved. Would have been big if they could have got back into the game. Pulled one back there, but unable to after some good keeping from he Neto. Would have. Yes, exactly. A good chance for my guy Kiefer Moore. Hasn't played much lately. Well, he had how's he going to get in there when they're just absolutely killing it? That's Stuff. true. That's true. And then, just to add insult to injury, Semenyo adds a fourth. Another one that probably should have been saved by Melier in Ooh. added time. 4-1. Massive win for Bournemouth. They've been rocking Rist. and they've been rolling. This is the game. Gary O'Neill. Gracia has met his match. Step on up, you're a legend. Javi Gracia, he's gone. Oh, yeah, later. Should have just kept Jesse Marsh. No. Nope. I don't know what Andrew they were doing thinking. Hiring a Watford manager to save them from relegation. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. Javi Gracia, bring in a random Spanish guy. I'm sure he'll do a good job. Now you got proper football. You got a guy on par, football knowledge-wise, with Pep, with Super Mick, with Klopp, with all of them, with even Fat Frank, the man who sells football. Big Sam in at Leeds. Amazing. Football I never thought I'd see the day again. Dean Smith, Big Sam. Who else we got? Sean That's an absolute lad. Sean Dyche in the league. There's one other one. Gary O'Neill. Gary O'Neill's good. There's oh. someone else I had in mind, too. I can't think of it. David Moyes? Who it is. Maybe, yeah, maybe Moyes. Steve Cooper. Fat Frank. <laughs> Steve Cooper doesn't count. He's not a lad. Roy. Roy Hodgson. All we're really missing is pretty much... Yeah, Roy. That's who it, Roy Hodgson. Dude, all we're really missing is, like... We're just missing a couple guys, like Pardew. Yeah, get get Pardew back Pardew. in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone bring Alan Pardew in? I'm looking at you, Tottenham. Yes. Yeah, stinky Ryan Mason. Get, well, get Pardew, uh, Tony Pulis. Oh, my God. Let's just do it. Let's Neil just do Warnock. it. Too. Oh, my God. He's too busy saving Huddersfield, Huddersfield from relegation. Absolute legend. Good God. Should be in the Premier League. Should. Doing stuff like that. Let's get Harry to it, Redknapp. man. Fulham next. Yeah, Hank's, Hank's club, Man City. They really are my club. Who doesn't love Man City? <laughs> Am I right? Starts off, Erling Holland gets a penalty because Tim Ream had an absolutely terrible fall on Alvarez. And ha Erling Holland slots it because that's what he does. 1-0 inside two minutes. Fulham said, you know what, let's be Leicester and just not have any wide defenders. And Gucci Grealish was open on the wing the entire game. Uh, first one, he had a shot at Leno at about the 14th minute, and then really had nothing. Fulham kind of get a little momentum build up. First chance of the game. And once you know it, it's Vinicius. Makes it 1-1. Out of nothing. And then... Back to the Gucci Gorilla show. Has the same chance he had before, but this time hits the woodwork. Uh, most of the game was Man City possessing the ball. Uh, anytime Fulham had it, 
they were doing nothing with the ball except potentially turning it over for Man City to break. And then that's exactly what happened. Fulham get caught in midfield, turn it over, and Alvarez hits an absolute belter, makes it 2-1. to one. Second half, City still really exposed in the wide space. Leno had a huge save on Holland to keep him in the game, but it didn't really matter because Fulham could not hold the ball, nor could they pass the ball. Two vital components of the game to score a goal. Alvarez, um, truly terrific, kind of popping up everywhere. A lot of chances this game. Um, he's got nice versatility where he can kind of play all the way around. Um, almost could just be there. I'm sure at some point they'll want to start him, but he could just fit in as their super sub for a good while. Uh, an almost fight between Gucci Grealish and Kenny Tete as Kenny Tete <laughs> was getting absolute toasted the entire game. Yeah, that's what you uh, do. You, you're you getting roasted, you just you can start fighting. Start guy. Fight. That's what I'd do. That's a good move. Wind up. Um, and then Tim Ream broke his arm. That was, that was the game. Tim Ream. Yeah, it didn't deserve to go out that way. He's had a hell of a year. Legend. Now, if you had a terrible year, I would say, go ahead, break your arm. Get out of my face. Yes. You know. Uh, so, 2-1 City. Definitely deserved a better result, or a better kind of end line, but this is what it is. For my club, Manchester City. Haha. <laughs> yeah. Um, they keep marching on. Yeah, what are you going to do? Overtook Arsenal with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Now to the battle, <laughs> the battle of potential Europa League slash Champions League teams. Yeah, I'm talking Manu and Villa. United versus Aston Villa at the Theater of Memes. I mean Theater of Dreams. Opening up. I'm gonna run this past you real quick. Yes. This is a big thing on Twitter this week between mm -hmm. all these fan bases of the Premier League teams. And this is a debate. Who would you say of these three teams are the biggest rank them? Just clubs in general, stature. Villa, Newcastle, Everton. Uh, I would say Newcastle. And then I'd probably put Villa and Everton kind of on par. Okay. Newcastle's massive. A lot of people are acting like Newcastle not not as big as... Uh... Villa. And I, I don't say Villa is huge. Like I get, I, I think it's just the European Cup, which yeah, and you know they're, they're in Birmingham, which is a big city, but yeah, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you know, I, a few years back, I was thinking like, man, Newcastle, yeah, they suck, but it'd be a great investment opportunity. Come in, buy them cheap. They have a Die-hard fan base. You spend some you money, get some good players in. There was a podcast, and just just take them to glory. And yeah. you know what? The Saudis—they heard me. They've been spying on me. They stole my idea. Yeah. I was—I was waiting until I had five hundred million pounds to buy Newcastle. Yeah, that's what it was. And they beat me to it. They beat you to signing Joe Willick. Mm -hmm. They beat you to signing Eddie Howe, your favorite manager. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Sign him up. So, all right, to the game. United-Villa. United-Villa, back to it. 
United establishing possession early on. They love the long ball. They are truly long ball United. Just spamming long balls up to Marcus Rashford. Trying to get him in behind. First chance comes 12 minutes in to Marcus Rashford. Um, Emmy Martinez smothers the near post chance. And then Savitzer had a chance that went over. First chance for Villa comes as Buendia plays a ball back across the box. But Watkins slips and Alex Moreno's shot is saved. Would have been a golden opportunity had Ollie Watkins not slipped there. It's a tough one. It, that's he spent a little too much time around Slippy G. Am I right? <laughs> True that. Big chance for United in the 28th minute. Casemiro hitting off the crossbar and out. And then 39 minutes in, United break the deadlock after a goal kick. And uh, long long ball up to Marcus Rashford. Shot is safe, but only as far as Bruno Fernandez coming in to clean it up to make it 1-0. Goes in halftime, 1-0. Second half, um, United not having as much possession. Villa really pushing to grab the equalizer. They had some good possession in the second half. Uh, Rashford had a chance saved by Martinez coming off his line. And then a chance for Casemiro at the top of the box. goes wide. Big, big chance for Aston Villa. 81 minutes in. Double chance for Douglas Luiz. Has his first shot blocked. And second shot cleared off the line. That was the opportunity that Villa were searching for. And unfortunately could not convert on it. That one ends 1-0 in a tightly contested match. I was still impressed with the way that Villa played um, on the road at Old Trafford. They didn't play scared. They they held the ball well through a lot of the game. They just struggled to create um, clear-cut chances, really. Yeah, it's one of those things where obviously still work in progress, so you can't expect them to necessarily go to United and get a win and you know United I think this is probably their best one of their best results in a while against a team in the top half of the table they honestly made their made their earnings this year points wise against the poor teams just beating them up but yeah you know at some point that matters too so I can't hate on them too much their attack is really worrying me it should be a lot better than it is. I know I called for Rashford to kind of cool his jets as he only has two goals in 2023, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where they might have to go out and buy a top, top striker in the summer. Because I tell you what, they're not even touting out Vood anymore. <laughs> and, and having... Sancho and Anthony on the wings. Those, that's great. That's great. That is. Imagine if they just had Rashford on the wing where you should be, and he didn't have to force him to be up top. Right, right. That would be nice. Yeah. I feel like more people need to make fun of United for all the money that they spent on Lace Spinny Man. 
No one does because he'll end up with like a good, a decent amount of like cup goals and stuff. I think he has like seven or eight on the year, and people don't, people don't hate. It's just a, it's a different game now, Sam. When you spend a hundred mil on a guy, you know, it's actually, it can be like a bit of a work in progress. And, <laughs> you can't, you, know, you can't expect a, a guy who you spend a hundred mil on to be good right away. Yeah, it's like okay, that's one for the. Future. I think, I think I actually can. <laughs> I think I can because you're Manchester United. Remember when Gareth Bale signed for a hundred mil and won the Champions League and scored like game-winning goals in the Champions League in Copa del Rey? And Real Madrid fans hated him. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the standard you should be at too, instead of defending Lispinny man. Absolutely. But here I am defending my club, Southampton. Yes. In this next game, yes. Sam Saudis versus Hank Saints. <laughs> Good versus Saint evil. James. Yes, truly. Um, pretty open game early on. Very fast-paced attack from both sides. Uh, best chance probably fell to Bruno, I'd say, who had a clear chance at that, but ripped it just wide. Anthony Gordon with a few good chances early, including one that he rings off the post. Um, Southampton's back line, I blame Leankow, but completely out of sorts like the entire game. Um, Newcastle did struggle at times to get center, you know, with those three center backs Southampton had back there, kind of, uh, kind of made it tough at times to go central, but Newcastle could do what they wanted out wide and still creating some chances, but nothing clear cut. And then Southampton, who haven't had a chance since like the 10th minute, strike for a counterattack. It's, I think it was Chuck Alcaraz. No, it was Alcaraz who passed it to Suleiman, and then Suleiman squared it for Stu Armstrong. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, fantastic. Those are those 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 are three guys you should be relying on the whole year. Instead, you're like, how about we play El Nuesi? It's like, how about no? <laughs> Goes in halftime one nil. Second half, Newcastle just started to come out. They're they're playing like their hairs on fire. Sam, so. I tell you what, just pepper in the net. Alex McCarthy had never seen so many shots in his life. He had a huge save on Calum Wilson with like his pins, the quick close of the legs, but it's not long before Wilson goes uh, and gets a brace. The first one equalizes, and then there's an own goal off Theo Walcott, which was just horrendous defending. That was just, just terrible. Uh, complete miscommunication between the keeper, Walcott, the defense. It, it was just bad. And then Wilson seals it to make it 3-1. to one. Newcastle righting the wrongs of their attack from the first half. Good result. Performance could have been a little better, but they've been playing so well that they're bound to have a bit of a drop-off. Mm -hmm. And playing rock-bottom Southampton is the ultimate drop-off game. Absolutely. Cal Wilson picking up another couple of goals there. And, you know, one thing I feel like we didn't talk about was uh, Southampton benching Bazunu for Alex McCarthy in, in classic they might sell him. Classic Southampton keeper carousel. That's where they went wrong. They went away from their roots. Yeah, that's he had true. To stick with the, he had to stick with the rotation. Could play Gavin Bazunu the entire season. What that's were you true. thinking? Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The downfall of Southampton not playing 
not rotating the keepers enough. a bunch of a bunch of mid like 31 year old 33 year old goalies yeah come on the the game of the potentially the meme of uh the month You'd liverpool to tottenham it. tottenham off to an absolutely slow start again two early goals one for sam's guy curtis jones one for hank's guy luis diaz i mean five minutes in you're thinking it's same thing over and over again, Sam. This is what, exactly what happened to Tottenham at Newcastle. And then 15 minute, they give away a penalty, and Mo Salah actually slots it. He's been playing, or he hasn't been playing bad, but his penalty taking of late has been of uh, question. But against Tottenham, he says, hey, it's Tottenham. Well, that's, I'm going to put us 3-0 up. And then Liverpool possessing really leads to nothing. There was just not much edge. Sting was kind of taken out of the game. And yet... They're kind of sloppy at times. That's what we've seen out of Liverpool once in a while with their midfield play. Um, I think the first chance you really saw from Tottenham came around the 37th minute or so. Uh, giveaway in midfield. Harry Kane leading the charge forward. Sun has a chance to shoot. He does shoot, but it's cleared off the line. It beat Allison, but not the defender. And then Tottenham do get their counterattack goal with nobody on Harry Kane or Pedro Porro at the back post. Nobody. I, I leave two Tottenham guys wide open. So it goes in the halftime, 3-1 to one Liverpool. Second half, first chance is a Porro long shot that had to be forced over, but there's more signs that Liverpool are sleepwalking their way through this game. Uh, Tottenham do get a second goal as Son has played through from midfield. Right on the edge of the shoulder. Slots it around Allison. Now it's 2-3. to three. I think the main highlight of the non-goals in the second half had a bit Jota, who could have seen red for a high boot on Ollie's skip. And then Sam's guy, Richarlison, subbed on. Once you know it, on a set piece. Scores a, like one of the worst headers you'll ever see. Like Barely got anything on it. The only thing worse than the header was Darwin Nunez, amazing defending. Takes the shirt off, goes in the crowd. But Sam, it's all for naught. <laughs> because Lucas Moro was on the field for some reason as wing back and played a backwards pass that got intercepted by Jota, who dribbles in and slots it for the 4-3 to three victory. Tottenham outdoing themselves. It's. It makes me wonder if the league is rigged. That's so Tottenham. It it shouldn't even be legal. I absolutely agree. It's. That's it's, absurd. It's beyond That's parody absurd. at this point. It's, How it's, do you score in like the ninety second minute, and then turn around in like the ninety fourth minute and play a back pass that gets intercepted and you get scored? Like it's just not even. It's insane. It's not real. It's absolutely insane. I mean, if someone said this to you before the game, you'd say that's that's not realistic. Like that's, that's that's they just hold the ball too hard. Put it forward. You're memeing too hard to say that they'll blow the lead like that, or you know, blow blow the game like that after going down, coming back just to give up the goal it's not realistic but Tottenham you know they just they 
they truly are the meme club. Yeah. And I think forever. they forever will be. Yep. It's just something ingrained in their blood. It, it's the Tottenham DNA. The tin pot Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. Now we're going to go to a game where there's absolutely nothing tin pot about it. Lester Everton. The relegation six-pointer. Everton looked really, really good to start the game. Definitely the better side. Very dominant on the ball. Uh, able to win the ball anytime that there were, you know, second second balls to be won. They are creating chances. They get a penalty due to Castagna just absolutely being... What do you what do you want to say? A mongoloid just swinging his leg around in the box, <laughs> and uh, Calvert Lewin steps up and converts one nil, and then Leicester go down, hold a little bit of the ball. They win a set piece, few headers back and forth. Everton can't clear, and it falls to Soyuncu who somehow scored. I wouldn't say that Pickford should have for sure saved it, but it was definitely within reach. I just don't think it could get down quick enough. One to one. A lot of Leicester fans on uh, on the social media platforms are saying that Brendan Rodgers has some explaining to do about his treatment of Soyuncu and you know not playing Vardy enough towards the end, and we just had these guys sitting on our bench, which in a sense is fair. But I feel like maybe Soyuncu probably was a bit more motivated with the contract. He's got to move. Yeah. You know, new manager. Maybe try and wrap it up. On a good note. Yeah, um, I, I mean, we we saw them play Suyanchu plenty, and he was struggling. And he wasn't going, yeah. And Vardy played earlier in the season and really wasn't able to get things going, and it looked like he was kind of tailing off, you know, towards the end of his career, and he didn't really have a whole lot of gas left in the tank. And I don't think he's at the point in his career when he can just play every single match anymore, you know. So. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, you know, Everton looked to break out on a counter, but they turn it over. Madison slides it into Vardy, and just like that, it's 2-1. And I, I would have bet Everton just pulled it up right then and there. Even though I had faith in Deich, I thought, man, this is rough. You're winning, now you're blowing it. Then another chance for Lester as Vardy gets in behind again. This time he chips it off the bar. And maybe a little, a little bit of fortune turns Everton's way there until Seamus Coleman got absolutely fucked up. His leg got so messed up on that play. Tough way for him to go out. Could be his career. No, Probably he, is. He's, he's, he's going he's gonna to come back. He didn't tear his ACL. Oh, man. I wish... I don't say I wish he would have, but I wish he could go to career because he's not what he used to be. Um, halftime 2-1, second half. Going to balance second half, but Everton definitely were the stronger side to start again. Grab an equalizer through a Wobie. Wobie had a good chance before the goal, too. That was saved by Everson, but no chance to save this one as a Wobie slots it on a nice little... Uh, Sequence for Everton makes it 2-2. Bunch of chances throughout in the second half for both sides. The main ones were Madison having an open net where he caught Pickford out, but the far shot goes wide. 
And then Ducore had a shot around the 87th minute that hits off the post, finishes 2-2. Two two. Amazing game, honestly. Not super sloppy. Um, definitely entertaining as it was open. What else is there to say? What do you expect from Leicester Everton? Yeah, a game where both sides needed three points and neither side got them. Yes. Exactly. Just another one of these draws that ends up with both teams feeling unsatisfied. We've seen a few of those just lately. another game that keeps Chelsea just a little closer to staying up. <laughs> Chelsea, they're Speaking almost at, Chelsea. almost at the 40-point mark. They're getting there. They're getting there. One more point. One more point. There is Maybe if we draw nil-nil with uh, Forrest at home. Yeah. That'll do. There you go. A good nil-nil. Round nice, out. 40 is a good number. A nice grind out victory. Or no, draw. Nil-nil is a victory Yeah. We'll start with that. Let's get to this game. Arsenal-Chelsea. Hank's favorite game of the week. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, given how they've been playing, didn't look that bad, given the fact they're going against Arsenal. But a rough, like, 15 minute stretch kind of kind of put it away put it to bed but yeah Chelsea had their chances you know yeah they look competitive uh, at, it, at I think it games. really just comes down to they don't not even like finishing but they just don't have many guys with like an attacking presence out there yeah. which is so weird like there's that chance in this game I think it was early second half maybe late first half and Chelsea had a four-on-two break, and it's Conte with the ball mm -hmm. at his feet. And he just, like, doesn't make the right play. It's just because he's not an attacking guy. Yeah, you make yet, a good point. They're putting him in these spots. They, make, they keep putting him in these spots. It's like, why is he doing that? I think what needs to be talked about Chelsea is Kovacic is, like, not. I don't know if it's a mental thing, but he's, he's just, like, out. not there. Yeah, he's completely checked out. Yeah. I mean, this whole Enzo Fernandez playing back further. Why? Stop doing this. Yeah. You're sitting Mudrick. Mudrick comes on. He at least looks half decent. Like, I don't get it. You're playing Aubameyang. Yeah. I just, what, what, is it, what is that about, man? I don't I don't get it. I They're don't get it. just asking to get memed on. I don't know how Todd Bully doesn't give these managers a quiz on, like, who you're going to play, like, all the time. Yeah. And if they're like, you know what, we might play Obama, I would be like, yeah, you're actually out of running for the job. You're actually out. Sorry. I think the funniest thing about the outcome of this game, from the Chelsea perspective, then we'll move on to the Arsenal perspective, has to be the fact that people are like, what happened to Sterling? He was so good at Man City and for England. What has happened to him? He looks like a shell of himself. Yeah, it's almost like he was a and, you know, legit tapping merchant at City. Yeah. Getting fed by the yeah, best players almost, in the world. It's almost. It's almost like that. It's almost so much like that that it is like that. But <laughs> I'm sure that can't be the case. Sometimes memes become reality. The real question is, how do you feel about Kiwar? Or however you say his name. Yeah. Kivior? Yeah, I think it's Kivior. I was I was a little surprised to see him in there, but I wasn't upset. Rob Holding. You're gonna play him against one team. 
Yeah, it's it's like a free game. Chelsea doesn't score goals. They no. did score one because Arsenal can't keep a clean sheet anymore. But but this one, pretty comfortable. I thought he did pretty well. I like his pace. I like his passing abilities. I was just happy in general to see some rotation. Uh, yeah, a lot of people wanted to see uh, Holdinho out of there. They said, get him out. And for me, it wasn't even necessarily the defense. I was just glad to see uh, Lord Jorginho cooking against Chelsea and Leo Trossard should have gone to Chelsea. No. It's that was a great decision for him. Um, that was a great decision for him. Great to see those guys in. Thomas Partey has been absolute trash. Uh, surprising to see Martinelli be the one that got benched for Trossard. I would have put Gabriel Jesus or even Saka. Saka's been struggling the past few weeks, but yeah, he was happy to see Trussell. His back. mind is broken after that West Ham penalty miss, unfortunately. But yeah, and then what you guys subbed on uh, Brighton Hove Albion's new new winger Reese Nelson. That was pretty nice. Reese Nelson, yes. Um. Yeah, I was just gonna touch yeah. on that. What you were talking about with Chelsea, it's like how you were talking like they had that four on two and. And then the balls at Conte's feet. There were a number of points in the game where it's like, okay, Arsenal are playing this high line again. And Chelsea should be breaking here. And mm -hmm. then they get the ball and then it just like falls apart. It's like, what happened? You, you see the opportunities there and there's just no one to capitalize on. That's how I've just felt the, this whole year. And I don't know what what it is because I, and I see this especially with Kukurea like his reluctancy to play the ball up the wing to guys is mm -hmm. like it goes beyond coaching and tactics and like I don't know what it is because these guys come in and they look good for these first few games and then they they fade and it's like what what is going on here but yeah they got to get Poch in I think it would they'd be best served to get him in before the end of the year get fat Frank out of there. Um, just get the whole thing going now, but I mean, you're not going down. So yeah. What's the point at this point? Why not just get him in there and start letting him, you know, get to work. Yeah, exactly. At least for the love of God, they started mad this game that, that yeah, I don't think he started in like six games, seven games, like for no reason. It's like, why is he not playing? Him him and Mudrick should be playing every game, and Gallagher. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Also, subbing on Chalaba. Oh, last point before we move on. I mean, unless you wanted to talk about something else. No. Uh, why, why is Badashile just, like, not playing? Yeah, I don't... Am I missing... I don't understand. Am I missing something? What? I mean... I just... Like I get Thiago Silva is is good and all. Um, Why is Dave out there? Yeah, Aspilicueta. You got you, these guys. You go these, aren't the, the these aren't the future of Chelsea. Yeah. You got to start prepping sand. for the future. Emmerich, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is not the future of Chelsea. Raheem Sterling is not the future of Chelsea, and Golo Kante is not the future of Chelsea. Mateo Kovacic is not the future of Chelsea. You got to be playing Betty Ashley, Mudrick, Gallagher, uh, you know. Anyone you can. Anyone. It's, play freaking Lewis Hall, would you? 
<laughs> this is doing you nothing. You're finishing in 12th. Half these guys are going to be going. Give some other guys some chance to, you know, get some playing time. Yeah, give a young player like Kai Havertz young a chance. Kai Havertz. Young 23-year-old. Yeah, Bayern zone. I think the only bad thing about Chelsea, from your perspective, man who hates Chelsea, is that I... I'd put it like a what would you put it like an eighty percent chance now they don't buy Felix. I'd maybe say they ninety five percent. Yeah, maybe they loan him again, but I maybe. doubt it. You got Nkuku coming in; he's the same, yeah, same exactly. kind of guy. Let's move on. What do we have for next game? Liverpool Fulham. Yep, Liverpool versus Fulham. Getting into the match, Fulham actually impressed me this match they they went to Anfield and at times they held the ball well and weren't afraid to get forward I gotta interrupt you before we get going on this I saw a rumor today that Jao Paulinho is rumored to uh, Bayern I think Bayern's throwing their hat in the ring for any <laughs> any Premier League guy at this point they just could you imagine if Bayern actually bought these guys and the team was like Harry Kane Joao Paulinha, Kai Havertz, like how funny that'd be. Yeah, it's like the most like random assortment of yeah, Premier League guys. Random assortment, yeah. Of yeah, of of all the freaking leagues, random Premier League guys going to play in in Bayern. Harry Wilson, throw him in there. Harry Reid. Harry Reid. Javi Di Cordova Reid, Bayern's <laughs> finest. <laughs> Two-for-one read special. They fire Tommy Tuck to hire Marco Silva. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right, back to the game. Back to the game, getting into it. Harry Wilson, former Red, early chance created five minutes in, puts the ball across the goal line. Van Dyke nearly puts it in his own net, hits it out for a, a corner. Then 10 minutes in, Trent Alexander-Arnold was just flying up the wing. Let's. I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. He's starting to cook again. He's cooking. He's starting to look better. And you know why? Because he's not having to defend at all. <laughs> that, that, midfield TAA. Yeah, midfield TAA. You can't put any defensive responsibility on this man whatsoever. Uh, low driven shot goes just wide for the first chance. Decent chance for Vinicius. He splits the Liverpool center backs. Gets through on goal, has a shot. Allison makes the diving stop. Could have been a little better on the shot, but overall good chance. Mitrovic probably would score it. Yeah, well, you know, he's a man in form this entire season. Liverpool were looking really dynamic. They were getting the ball up quickly and just passing well around the box. Fulham... At times struggled with the press, but sometimes they did look good on the counter. Um, and they did have some 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 possession in the game. It was just kind of Liverpool had moments, had spells of targeted press that Fulham kind of struggled to get the ball out of the back. Uh, a very questionable penalty awarded 38 minutes in. Isid Yap makes... The slightest of contact with Darwin Habibi Nunes in the box. I 
it was a contact. I, Did we pull I really our microscopes out was. for it? It's, Did we pull our microscopes out for it? It was insane. I saw it and I was like, are you kidding me? That's a penalty? I was like, 100% this gets reviewed and overturned. Yeah. And nope. what happened? It wasn't overturned. Well, it's the classic, you know what happens towards the end of each year. It's how much did VAR affect points for each team? And of course, it's always Liverpool or United at the top. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know? And this year it's the Liverpool. Who do you think is at the bottom before you get get to the rest of the game? Who do you think was the most effective in a negative way by VAR? I was a bit surprised. Um, they're obviously lower down the table, but I still feel like they're not playing that well. But you know, I guess is it is it like a? I feel like Wolves have been complaining a lot about VAR. And, West Ham. Uh, oh, they, yep, there it is. West Ham was number yep. one. Those I was like, my huh. top two. Yeah. Well, I think know, the West only one Ham, I remember is that Chelsea one. That's sure, exactly but... what I was going to say. They <laughs> they started off early in the season with that game against Chelsea, but I know they earned it back in a different game, which I have since forgotten. Yes. Um, As we all have. We're trying to all forget West Ham season. Back to Fulham-Liverpool. It's got to be known. Hanks just sent me the most strange bet that one could ever make. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that after this one. Yep. Um, so it goes in halftime, 1-0. Second half, Fulham. Some better possession this half, but lacking the final ball. Another chance for Vinicius. Close range. Allison does well. It's got to be said, this guy is just... The, just yeah, a top, he's the top best in the world. Keeper. Minus, minus uh, Emmy Martinez. Bah. Yeah, he he doesn't have the dong side of Emmy Martinez. He doesn't do the shoulder shrug after saving a penalty yeah. kind of dance thing. He doesn't, doesn't do the, he doesn't the time waste about 20 minutes a game. Bite your lip. Um. Yeah, Allison, just superb keeper, rarely makes a mistake. Always comes up with huge saves for Liverpool. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of chances for my other side, but still entertaining match. Nonetheless, finishes 1-0. Liverpool get all three points at Anfield. Go on! Get in there! Get in! Fulham what Great Club! What a result! <laughs> Mad respect get the garbage pen. Reed. Gets Fulham. Come on! He's a great ginger player. Just like me, we are all great gingers. Ginger footballers, come on, get in. He would fit in very well <laughs> next to Alex McAllister. Yes. <laughs> Liverpool have a. I'll, I'll I'll tip my cap to him. They've ascended from memedom to hanging around fourth. They're still a meme, but. Not as bad. They just got it out of the way early, like, hey, we're not going to be competitive, really, yeah. this season. And then they're like, they're like well, okay, now we're going to start popping off. Yeah. Well, you got Man City and West Ham next. West Ham never got that memo of start popping off. West Ham and Chelsea never got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, wait, what? 
They're too busy. Well, at least Chelsea was. They're too busy having good meal. Good meal. Speaking of good meal, Man City in this game were feasting. Mares with a good chance early, saved by Fabianski. Fabianski, very, very active game for him in this one. Um, Man City just like constantly, anytime someone has the ball, are just like looking to counterattack now. Like there's times where Pep like picked his spots the last couple of years. Now it's like anytime someone has the ball and they turn it over, it's like he's like told his guys to just sprint, just fucking sprint down the field. <laughs> um, Fabianski beaten near post by Gucci Grealish, but it rings off the bar. And then we got Jared Bowen with the first good chance, tiptoeing the end line, but his shot goes right at Ortega. Goes in halftime, nil-nil. Second half starts, set piece. West Ham giving up a set piece. Goal? Uh, you wouldn't expect it. But Nathan Ake, he's too big, too strong, too good at jumping, apparently. As he heads in home for 1-0. Uh, as the second half goes on, City kind of hanging around, lurking, holding the ball. And then they spring Erling Holland, who breaks the record most Premier League goals in a season in 31 games so far. Still a few more to go. Truly incredible season. And then to cap it off, Phil Foden gets a deflected goal at the very end after getting subbed on for 3-0. Um... Yeah, I mean, not much to say about the performance Man City are rolling. It's just kind of crazy now that even Foden's looking better, but he's not even starting all the time. He's coming off the bench and stuff, but he's playing a huge role still. They're keeping everyone involved, pretty much. It's really incredible. It looked like they were going to be kind of struggling to find out who they are this year. The whole Cancelo thing, they had to iron that out. They're just like, get out of here. Yeah. Fixing a bunch of things, and it's made them better. They it's have the luxury better. that they could just send off anyone they want, and the team is like not affected whatsoever. It's truly incredible. Um, as for West Ham, obviously just getting to the end of the year, I'm I'm gonna be interested to see who they bring in to replace Moyes. Come next year. I feel like they could go a different, a few different avenues. Which way do you think they'll go? And not to mention, do they offload? Rice is gone for sure. You'd almost yeah. imagine. Do you go full rebuild? You sell Bowen to Newcastle. He's rumored right now. You could probably mm. get sixty mil for him if you had to, because he's not like out of contract or anything. I mean, so it, if, if someone him, offered sixty mil for Bowen, I'd gladly sell him. Yeah, I like Bowen, but. Maybe 50 would be where you kind of have to think about it if you're West Ham. Yeah, I, I'd, like to, see, no doubt, I'd but... like to see West Ham kind of go for like a younger manager. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I still feel like they're going to settle on Grand Potter. I wouldn't mind it. It would be fine. I still wish they'd go for a real, real young guy, but, you know, what can you do? Where's Will still when you need him? Um... Last game of the week, Brighton, United. Game starts off very fast, open action. Anthony sends one just wide early on. Um, Matoma was saucing on people in this game. He just couldn't score. The shooting boots were not on, but the dribble, the dribble boots by Dr. Dribbles, they were there. I'll tell you what, Jason Steele, Sam. 
goaded. Absolutely goaded. Stonewalling. Yeah, stonewalling anyone and everyone on United. It's it's made me consider that maybe he's just better than Bobby Sanchez. Yeah. Which I was never the biggest Bobby Sanchez guy. But Jason Steele, he's hanging in there. No, I respect Brain though. They they were like, Okay, Bobby Sanchez, he's not playing to the level. Yeah. Jason Steele, you know, kind of a unknown quantity. Uh you know, throw him in there, let him get a chance and he's he's like done a, excellent. Like a non Premier League reference right here. I think Brighton are like like the Tampa Bay Rays of uh the Premier League right now with just the like plug and play you're like wait what they're doing but that guy was pretty good and then the like his replacements like just as good if not like slightly better and you're like what yeah who is it oh and CISO <laughs> oh this guy oh wait who's this it like doesn't matter who they have right it's just nuts um Brighton settled for a lot a lot of long shots this game didn't really care for that even though they're and a lot of them were like on the counter too. It's just like they're like two on two or something. Like you know, I'll just take it from here. It's like okay. Mm-hmm. Um, McAllister obviously fantastic game. Goes in halftime nil nil. Anthony spaz out on. I forget who it was originally on, and then he like ran up to Lewis Dunk and did the Jack Wilshire on Fellaini to him. Mm-hmm. It was just bad. Uh, man, you really started off really strong in that second half, creating a good amount of chances and stuff, but it really faded, and then that last, like, ten minutes or so, Brighton were peppering the net. Um, eventually, we get the Luke Shaw handball, hand dangling in the air. Wouldn't you know it? It's McAllister, the pen merchant, steps up, slots it. 1-0 Brighton. Keeps the top four dreams alive. Strengthens the bid to at least get the Europa League. It's all open for Brighton. Brayden, absolutely massive win at the death. United, sneaky bad on the road. They've taken one point from the top ten, I believe. And that was Tottenham Hotspur. That's pretty good. Well, he beaten Tottenham. You know, what can you say? No, it was it was a draw. I know. Well, they <laughs> beat themselves. That's why it counts as a win. Yeah. After they gave up two goals. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to some predictions. Yes. Saturday starts off with a little Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Oh, should we get to this bet that I have right now? Yeah, let's hit that bet. Are we sure this isn't like printing money? Are we sure? Well, we'll start off. So it's Bournemouth, Chelsea, Bournemouth to win, Mm -hmm. Wolves, Villa. Wolves to win, Tottenham Palace, Tottenham to win. All three are home. Just that keep that is up. just absolutely insane. Let's see. It's, you know, 20 bucks. Let it ride. It's to win, like, what was it, 300? 340. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> respect it. It's, I like the fact that they're all playing it's at home. Real. Yes. Um, First off, Chelsea suck. Chelsea do suck. I know Bournemouth, you don't want to... You don't want to hold on their stock too long, but good God, they have 15 points in their last like of their last 18 points, like uh, of 18 points to gain. They've they've got 15. I They're think, hot. I think my favorite one is going with Wolves 
after a cool six nil thumping. Yep. Yep. <laughs> to Villa. They're due. They're due. Well, first off, Wolves Villa head to head. They've played fifteen times. It's five wins, five draws, and five wins. <laughs> five wins, five draws, and five wins. Oh, yeah. I'd and fifteen. Yeah. yeah. They each have five wins. Yeah. Yes. I, wolves at home. Hashtag Wolves at home. Wolves Come on, let's home. get a trend. Um, but back to Chelsea Bournemouth. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know why, why I would have faith in Chelsea. They look bad. Chelsea are have six wins, one draw, and four losses against Bournemouth in their time in the Premier League. Nice. It's it's their team they slip up against. Charity FC. Charity FC. Can they strike I, again? What's not to, what's not to like? So you know the best Chelsea part of that is that they going, all I'm going two nil. They all play at the same time. Your bet. Yeah. So it's all just gonna all come crashing down at the very end. Yeah. Tottenham's gonna concede to Woy, and I'm gonna <laughs> cry. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one one. Oh, okay, good, good. City leads. Somehow uh, this is the game on USA. Yeah, another cakewalk game for City. As Leeds implode, I'm going oh. to say 5-0. Big, big, big Sam game. Come on now. Hey, head-to-head, -head, this is 7-7-5. Seven, seven, and five. seven wins, seven wins, and five draws. That's insane. <laughs> the week of equal opportunity. I mean, I'll go City 3-0. Leeds are just so bad right now, there's not much to say. Yeah. Don't even think Sam, big Sam pragmatism is... Uh, a little too late. Yeah. Which is fun. So many people being like, imagine going from Beelzebub to Big Sam. It's like, guess what? They're on the brink of going down. Yeah. They need anything and everything to just kind of hold ship. And you know what? Gracia Ball sucks. And guess what? Bielsa was conceding like seven goals a game at times. Yeah, I don't, I don't think how, your... how much people don't realize... Just hold on to shit. How That's much like of an upgrade relevant. Big Sam is on Javi Grass? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's insane. Agreed. Uh, Tottenham Palace. See, I like Palace in this in a sense, but it feels like one of those where Tottenham win late because it's like Kane gets a penalty or something. It's yeah. just some something stupid's going to happen for Tottenham. I'm going to predict a 2-2 a for the team that always draws 2-2 Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, that's why they're called the. Uh, that's why they got two T's in their name for all the twos. Uh, I'll go with Tottenham one nil. Wolves. Villa. At the Mall and New. It is a bit of a sneaky one. Like I. You know what scares me about this? Jose saw is back to the guy we thought he was <laughs> at the start of last year when we're like, I don't know about this guy. He's a little fraudulent. Now he's. Now it's like, oh. He is just that guy. We were just a year too early, I guess. Yeah. Little little fraudulent slipping through. Yeah. Um, uh, Wolves trying to play out of the back is not my favorite. No. Um, I don't know. I I still like Villa. I'm in feeling. This one. I'm feeling your guy. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a two-one. Trower. Wolves. Yeah, I'm thinking Adama Troy brace and Bertrand Troy scores for Villa. It's wow, a Troy special. 
the the Troy trifecta. That's the name. Of the, the name pod. of the episode. Troy <laughs> trifecta. Um. That first score. I like one nil Villa. I think it'll be a tightly right. contested. Well, it better be Ollie Watkins. Um, Liverpool Brentford. They've played three times. It's one one and one. Yeah, I, I was it's an entertaining week, game. It is the week of equal opportunity. Sure. Uh, this feels like one where Brentford will play well, but somehow Liverpool will get something out of it. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Uh, I'm going to say... Hmm, I think I'm going to go with 3-2 Liverpool. They've been pretty good. That's how I was. I was if I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Liverpool yeah, over Brentford. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like what Brentford win. Um, there's three games on Monday this week. There are, for some <laughs> reason. Is it a British holiday on the 8th? I think it's because of the, the King's coronation. Oh my gosh. Like I care. Yeah. Who, like I care. Who the <laughs> hell cares? Newcastle Arsenal, Sam, this is a big one. Yeah. This could decide who gets second place. Um you know. I don't know if we're at that point yet, but I do favor Newcastle in this one, especially at home against the Arsenal defense. Be interesting to see. I would assume they'll there, still roll with Kivior and this I one. think there's a slight super mix as these guys remember last time we were here. It was virtually the same time. It's yeah, not cut. We got embarrassed. Yeah. I think Arsenal will show up and play well, but I think it'll be more like a one one or if anything, two one Newcastle and I'm gonna go two I'm gonna go two one Newcastle. Yeah, I like two one Newcastle. I think St. James Park's just kind of a bogey stadium to go to for Arsenal now. Yeah, it's just it's nuts. It's nuts there. West Ham, United. United on the road. United. Yeah, it's spooky. Eric Ten Hag. It's really popping up now. He's not much an improvement results-wise over uh, Le Puppet Master Ranyak. And that's exactly what I said before. It's like everything's great, but then it it just eventually tapers out, and you just have another repeat of like the same past three managers of like you have a good run of form and then it eventually tapers off and you realize that this guy isn't the one i just think their player recruitment right now is really bad and they're to be fair the casemiro signing was absolutely brilliant there's no debating that it's what they needed they finally went out and did that if they can have more transactions like that i think that they will get back to the arsenal and city kind of top tier part but they're they're just not there yet Less of buying guys you don't need. Lispinny man, Jaden Sancho for large sums. Yeah, I mean uh, to have one of those guys alone is enough to to have splashed I cash on two of those guys is just yeah. unacceptable. Especially when like they'll just get played like they'll put like Alonga or Garnacho over him and it's like, Oh, oh yeah. my god, I'd feel sick to my stomach. West Ham I don't know. They've looked a little better at times, but they're not great. I'm going to go with like a 1-1 draw, maybe a 0-0 draw. I'm going to say a sneaky 1-0 West Ham. Oh, Moyes gets it. You know he's never beat a top 16. 
All right. Well, when you spend a manager for uh, a non-top six team, this is going to be the one. That'd be fun. A way to go out. Yes. And United of all teams. Fulham, Leicester. Um, hum, hum, hum. Um, you know, maybe a draw from this one. Maybe another 2 2 for Leicester. Is this, this one's at Craven Cottage? Yeah. I have a weird feeling that Fulham might grab this one. Okay. I'm going to go, but can they really score more than one goal? I don't really feel great about Fulham scoring one goal. We'll go the 1-1 draw. I can't bring myself to do it. Jamie Vardy's just on fire now. Vardy yes. party. Brighton, Everton. FBA Everton. Next. Get ready for pain. Yeah. After this one, this series is going to be uh, five wins Everton, five wins Brighton, and then two draws. Excellent. I'm going to say uh, 3-0 Brighton. Yeah, I'm, I will be uh, I will be going Brighton as well. I'll probably go with a nice 2-0. Forest oh, Saints. Save the is this, is it last. possible? If, is it possible for like one of these teams to go down if the other team wins? Is it official? I feel like it's got to be official. It's 19 versus 20, right? I don't think so yet. Oh, my God. If Southampton don't... Okay, it's 18 versus 20. Games left. Oh, my God. No, there's no way, dude. <laughs> I think... Oh, my gosh. If, ever, if Force wins, then they'd be nine points ahead, and Southampton could only tie. And their goal differential is actually the same right now. Um, but Everton... Everton would be in reach at 29, and then depending on what Leicester and Leeds do. Yeah, 30 could potentially they happen. Could potentially have one... Yeah, there's no way be goal out. differential, though, I don't think so. I mean, this is pretty much do or die for Southampton. And you have to go to Nottingham Forest. You know, it's weird. Southampton are the worst home team, and they're a little better on the road. I'm thinking a cool nil-nil. I'm thinking something wild. I'm thinking like a 3-2 to two Forest, is what I'm thinking. I hope so. I'm thinking a nutty game where it's just like really bad defending. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll say 3-2 Forest. Any predictions? Uh, Saeed Benrahma's going to get the goal. Wow. Hear that, Saeed Benrahma? You better, you better get hyped. Don't let me down. Don't let me down! Yeah. Alright, well, I think that'll do it for another week on the Premiership Rules of Podcast. Adios, mis amigos. Catch you on the flip side.